Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Jeff Barch. Jeff is the founder of Story Greenlight, a company that empowers experts and professional advisors to enhance their messages and achieve impactful results in their business and personal lives through the transformative power of storytelling. With over 20 years of experience in the entertainment industry, Jeff has made a lasting impression on the storytelling landscape, and his expertise has influenced content creation for renowned entities such as ABC, NBC, Universal, Disney, Apple, and others. Jeff's insights on storytelling have garnered attention from publications like Time Magazine, USA Today, and Associated Press, and his perspective on the profound influence of storytelling on consumer lives has resonated with readers worldwide. Through Story Greenlight, Jeff and his team are revolutionizing how experts and professional advisors share their stories, believing that everyone possesses the potential for impactful storytelling. Jeff encourages individuals to amplify their voices, expand their client reach, and leave a lasting legacy. Today, Jeff and I are going to delve into the profound impact of storytelling and discuss strategies to assist marketers and entrepreneurs in effectively conveying their messages to achieve tangible outcomes in both their business and personal lives. We'll learn what works from Jeff's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses just miss the mark. Jeff, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Hey, Stacy. I am looking forward to geeking out on this because I know you think about this stuff a lot too. So this is going to be good. Absolutely. I love story telling. Like it's part of our core business. Everything that we do at Hollywood Branded is about partnering brands to create authentic stories with Yes. So I love going and talking about how this all happens behind the scenes of content and how people can actually craft commercial storytelling in a way that people will be um, more receptive to it. But how, what I'd love to do is start off, how did you get here today? You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where if people look me up and they say, oh, well, Jeff, you, you spent 20 years in Hollywood shaping content for Hollywood. Well, that's where you learned about storytelling. And the, the thing is, that's true, but it really started a lot earlier than that, as these things tend to. I actually started uh, classical piano training at the age of four. And people who say, oh, dude, that's piano training. What, how, does this how does this connect to storytelling? I'm, I'm going to get there. Because the first 20 years of my life, I was known as Jeff the Piano Guy. And uh, it was one of those things where I, I got really good at it. And I started gravitating towards classical music. Uh, for people who are familiar with classical music, I, I really loved Bach and Mozart because it's super clean, super technical. And you could play the notes on the page and everyone thought you were amazing. And so people would say, Jeff, you're such an amazing piano player. And I'd strut myself and walk around and think that I was all that. And uh, so it turns out I, mean, I got a lot of practice. I put in a lot of reps on Sunday mornings because I did a lot of music in my church growing up. And uh, there was a day when I was in elementary school when an older church musician approached me and she said, Jeff, you know, it's all well and good to play the notes on the page, but when you get older, you need to learn to play from your soul. And so I was in elementary school. I, I was about 10 or 11 at the time. And uh, I didn't say this, but inside I was thinking, I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm playing the notes on the page and everyone says that I'm doing great. So I think this lady is full of it. 
And I just thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard until years later, people started changing to how I was playing with my music. And instead of saying, oh, Jeff, you're so amazing. They said, Jeff, the way you picked that song, that song was the perfect message that I needed to hear today. Thank you so much. And they would also say, every once in a while, someone would say, Jeff, the way you played that song brought me into an encounter with God today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I thought, whoa, there is something way, way bigger going on here than just me. And what I was learning was how to take a regular message, just notes on the page and elevate them to something higher, to a way that really connected with people. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And that's what I've been helping people do ever since. Whether it was video in high school, whether it was radio in college, whether it was going out to film school in LA, whether it was spending the next 20 years in LA, taking regular content and elevating it into moments that people connect with and resonate. That is, that is what I've been doing all this time, my whole life. And it's, uh, and, and, and I found that the tools to do that can feel complex, but they can really be boiled down to some very simple things when you look for them. Well, I will first say that for a 10 year old is very hard to have soul. So <laughs> <laughs> true story, <laughs> especially for, especially for a kid who was far more interested in books than people. I mean, I was, I was, I was the bookworm and I just, I thought emotion was stupid. So there's well, that. I think that, you know, your, your story of your own life of how you became a storyteller is something that, you know, would hit home, I think, to a lot of creatives in general, because what you were doing was you were finding an essence and you were actually bringing it to life and putting emotions to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is what storytellers do with content, with television, with film, with music of all types. Um, so when you worked in Hollywood, what was the first thing that, you know, sparked and really taught you that this elevated storytelling experience was more than just sitting in an editing bay and connecting the dots. You know, it was, uh, there was a moment, uh, th there's a moment also that has roots as a kid, but which I won't go into all the details, but basically I spent years and years playing with Legos and I build model models of Legos. I even built a camera crane with a little guy with a movie camera on the end of a camera crane. And there's a picture of me with this Lego model. And I always thought to myself that if I ever got to ride on the end of a camera crane, that that would mean that I arrived. That I that was a kind of a line in the sand that I'd be able to say, hey, I, this is cool. And so there was the there was a time on one of my first network television editing gigs was for a show called Super Nanny on ABC. And uh, it was this British nanny coming over to help American kids uh, with uh, establish order Rules. instead of chaos <laughs> yes. in, uh, in these American families' homes. And uh, I got to put together the last scene of one of these episodes uh, during the first season of this show. And it was this one, it, it, it was taking all these Lego pieces instead of plastic building blocks, it was taking the shots, it was taking the sound bites, it was taking the music, it was taking the knowledge of what had happened with his family and what Im impact this lady had had in their life. And this was all coming to an end. And they were saying goodbye, they were giving each other hugs and sound bites saying, you've changed our lives forever. Thank you so much. I don't know how I can thank you. And I put together I, I chose this orchestral 
kind of modern orchestral piece of music, which you know, talked about this journey coming to an end. Gal gets that the, the nanny gets into this British taxi. She drives off, literally drives off into the sunset and the camera is following the taxi driving away and the camera rises up on a camera crane. And I just absolutely lost it. I'm going, I've achieved a dream. This, <laughs> this is, there, there is so much more powerful here because I'm feeling things. I'm feeling things. This isn't just a scene from a reality television show. This is making me feel things. And it took me a very long time it, it, to, to be able to put words to that. But when people are able to feel things about stuff that might ordinarily just sit kind of flat on the surface, when we create attachments below the surface to what I call the things under the thing, that's when emotional impact really starts to take place. And how do you bring that out? You know, do you have to be a seasoned vet who really understands and sees all the nuances? Or is there a way that people can kind of feel this out and, and come to it themselves when they're working on content? I think, well, it, number one, it is available. It is absolutely available to anyone who seeks it. Mm -hmm. Any business, any brand, anyone who says, okay, well, what is my product? What is my service? You know? It's, uh, you know, is it, is it a physical thing? Is it, is, it, is it an intangible thing where basically some way your product or service is helping the people that you serve? And so if we say, okay, um, you know, how, how about an example? What's, uh, what's a typical kind of a, a client that comes to your agency for product placement? What kind of what with product placement could be brands of all sizes, but let's just say that it is a Fortune 500 brand who is trying to um, showcase a new product launch that they're doing. Okay, so is it physical product then? It could be anything, it could be a physical product, it could be a um, uh, but let's yes, let's say that it is a how about athletic a, apparel? Sure, about athletic cool. apparel is great. Okay, so athletic apparel, say maybe a, a special line of jerseys or a special kind of shoe or something like that. And special shoe that makes you the fastest person on your team. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So we have a brand new shoe that is being promoted. And so the thing on the surface that we're talking about, it's something you put on your foot. It just kind of sits there. But when you start thinking about, okay, what does this, what does this shoe represent? What you know, and this is part of the bigger brand conversation, but uh, just in this case, what does a shoe represent? Well, it's something you can say it represents protection for your foot. Well, okay, well, that's not really going to set the world on fire, but you already said so. Okay, this shoe makes you the fastest runner on your team. Oh, okay, so who is going to buy this shoe and what do they want? If you're, if, you know, if your target audience is in high school or in college and the biggest thing that they want, the biggest thing that they want is to say, this is, I want to be amazing. I want to fat. I want to be fast. I want to win. I want to know that all the blood, sweat, and tears and all the 5 a.m. trainings that I've been putting in that have sucked out loud. I want to know that this was all worth it. And I believe that this shoe will help me get that. It is a tool to make you the master of your craft. Yes, absolutely. And so when you when when you and I create a message built around the idea of okay, this isn't just a shoe. 
This is mastery. This is striving to be all that you can be. This is the idea of triumph, of knowing that everything that you've been doing is worth it. When, you, when we start create, creating messages around that, that is when people start feeling things about a shoe. And this happens all the time. Nike has been doing it forever. They have. So people start, so people can start feeling things. And that's one of the core elements when you have a story that actually, uh, that, that actually is crafted with the audience in mind, with the emotional and psychological desires of the audience in mind. And um, I will say, though, uh, though a good section of my career has been in the entertainment industry, these ideas are not just for Hollywood. They apply, they apply to anywhere where people are selling a product or service. Because even if you're a B2B company selling enterprise level security software, you can connect, you can connect to deeper level ideas with your messaging than just, hey, this is a software that keeps out the hackers, you know. It is possible to do this for absolutely anything. And so when you're working with companies, where do they go wrong with all of this? What have you seen that is their first kind of misstep that people take when trying to craft their brand story um, and it doesn't necessarily get hit at the ballpark? When you have people who are looking to craft brand messages, mm -hmm. um, a lot, and I will say it's a lot easier if you're working on things as an individual level, a lot of the work that I do is with, is with business experts and leaders. And so it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, let's make this super personal because it's, let's build this around messages that you've built uh, and experienced in your life as a person. That you're immediately farther ahead when you can introduce a specific person into the story. Mm -hmm. When you're going broader in terms of a brand, then you really, really have to drill down to, as I know you and your team do, you have to really drill down to who is your brand? What is it about? What does it represent? And uh, when, when people try to think about that, and then they say, okay, well, ha we have this brand identity. This is who we are. This is our personality. This is, you know, these are our values. This is what we stand for. This is the kind of the thing. Then they say, hey, let me tell you a story about our brand. We started out like this. And then we did this, and then we did this, and then we did this. Aren't we amazing? And everyone says, uh, no. And they don't really know why. But uh, a lot of the times, it's uh, a, a lot of the times people, when they seek to tell a story, number one, they don't have anything that they're driving for in terms of those deeper emotional connections, those psychological foundations of things, number one. They also, when they seek to tell a story, a lot of the time, they make it way too broad. They say, we have, we, you know, we started out like this and then we did all sorts of kind of, all, all sorts of things. And it, it, it's like you're, it's like you're in LA and you go up to Mulholland drive and you look over the whole city and you say, dang, think about all the history in this city and that Valley hanging just right down there. And you say, Oh, this is a, this is a big broad view, but what are you really going to, latch onto. There's very little that you can latch onto from this big, broad vista. 
I think that's what a lot of people do when they're crafting brand messaging and specifically stories attached to a product or a service or their brand or their founder or anything like that. It goes way too broad and there's nothing for people to latch onto. They forget the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the, the, the heart is so tied to people and individuals. And um, a lot of the time, people will try to tell a story and they'll say, okay, um, all right, so let's, let's, let's tell this story about a person. And they'll say, okay, well, this person did this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And uh, so they make it more specific, but they don't actually have a structure that people can latch onto. They have this whole and, 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 and thing. Whereas when you look at even the most, well, when you look at even the most basic story structure, you always have to have some sort of idea of um, the idea of this is where we are. Here's what's keeping us from getting what we want. So here's what we're doing to, to get over this obstacle. You have ideas of agreement, you have ideas of contrast, and then you have consequence. I mean, any kind of a story, if it doesn't, if it all, it all just tries to say, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, there's no narrative gravity. There's no narrative traction to pull things forward. And so with this, is there a best way of honing in on what that heart is? You know, because people do, everyone, you know, looks at something and they want to include the entire kettle along with the key ingredients that they really need to actually be showcasing. So how do you go and you figure this out? The piece that is the beat of that heart. Sure. One of the things that one, one of the things that people can very easily get sucked into is the idea of story structure. And if you go to a Hollywood screenwriter and you say, tell me about story structure, their eyes will light up and they'll tell you about the 872 plot points that you have to have. And they have to be all perfectly lined up and everything has to be working right. Because if anything is out of place, the, everything is ruined. Well, the good news is, especially in business, when business communication and business storytelling, um, we don't have to have a whole lot of plot points, nor should we. Uh, long format content. That's what requires a lot of what requires more moving points in terms of shaping something to keep the audience's attention. But when we have business content, when we have business content, nine out of 10 times, we're going short form. And so the really, the, the, the fantastic way is to say, okay, what is really the core of all this? I mean, we can talk about hero's journey. We can talk about save the cat. You can talk about three act structure, all the things, but really you don't, the core of all of that is far more simpler than that. And it goes back to this idea that I kind of touched on a little bit. It's, um, it's actually something that was found by uh, a gentleman by the name of Randy Olson. He is a former scientist who ended up becoming a screenwriter in Hollywood. And then he went back to the world of science to say, hey, scientists, here's how you can actually be more effective in, in communication. He has this idea called the ABT framework. And it's, it's an acronym that stands for and, but, therefore. And it's the idea of every story is based around the forces of agreement, contradiction, and consequence. 
And you can represent that by the ideas of and, but, therefore. We have our hero, we have our product, we have our service, and this is how it can make things better. But this is what gets, actually, let's back up. We have our end audience member, our end client, our end user. This is what they want, but this is the thing that's getting in their way. Therefore, they fight, they, they strike out to find, okay, what, how can we, how can we find this? And this they product need a moment of crisis. That yes. Having. Yes. Yes. They act, they need these elements of, they, they need, they need these three basic elements. And so when you have this idea of, and, but, and therefore, and you build a story around those, that contrasting idea, all of a sudden you can start digging into who is that audience? What do they want? What's keeping them from getting it? What do they do to try to fix it? And how could is, how does your product and service come alongside and, uh, and make that possible? Because that is where, when you set up all those ideas with the hearts and minds of the end user, then you can come alongside with your product or your service and say, hey, here's how we can help. And you're more relevant. That's what you've really done is you've created a story that is going to engage because someone is going to not only find it reminiscent potentially of some of the content they might see and go after on screen that is crafted to get their interest, mm -hmm. but it's it's repositioning the brand into being a hero as well. Well, I mean, it certainly can be. It's uh, a lot of people talk about the idea of, well, who is the hero? And uh, I do believe that I do believe that brands can be the hero because of the products and the services and the way that they help people out. I do think at the end of the day, um, as, as as Donald Miller says in his uh, building story brand concept, he always says that the the ultimate way to build something is to say that the audience is the hero. Yeah, we're uh, so basically we all, as the people in, in the marketing in the business world, we all get to be Yoda minus the green skin and the air here. There you have it. What are some of the other things that people go wrong with with content? Sure, I would say a, a lot of times people go wrong when they're telling a story that they don't really know what the purpose is. They don't really build it with the end in mind. You know, Stephen Covey always talked about in the idea of building something, beginning with the end in mind. And uh, when you get to the end of a story, I mean, you might have the, the greatest story ever, but if there's no reason to connect it that, it, that it has a direct connection to what you're using it for, and it actually means something to your audience, then... It doesn't matter if you've told the most amazing story in the world. If it's not connected to the direct use that it's being used for, it's going to fall short, if not straight up fall flat. Uh, there's a, you know, I've been listening to a, a whole bunch of podcast episodes for, you know, listening to how guests talk about what they do, how hosts talk about what they do. And uh, there, there's one time in particular where I was listening to this host say, yeah, we have this thing that we did and we was we were working with this client and it turned out great. And I just thought, isn't this an amazing example of what we can do? And just kind of let it sit there. I'm going, I mean, I like you, dude, 
but dang, that sound that that ends up feeling a little self-serving because I don't know what you're trying, what point you're trying to get to. And so unfortunately, it was a well-told story, but it ended up not really fitting the purpose for what it needed. There, there, there was no specific reason that the audience needed to know that. So that's one of the major things, the idea of having a specific reason that you tell the story and directly connecting the story to that purpose. And when you're thinking of stories and telling and producing, do you think a lot of people jump to, oh, that's going to be more expensive approach to actually create this, you know, commercial content versus what I might be doing otherwise? Are they getting lost in the fact that the basis of that content can be created without necessarily additional, you know, costs besides the sculptor who is doing it? Yeah. I do think that people tend to get distracted by the vehicles for delivering, for, for creating and delivering the message. I think a lot of times people forget that the real core, the true power of, you know, the true power of a Hollywood blockbuster, for example, doesn't come from the fact that it has $200 million in its production budget and that it has an entire army of people on set. The power of it comes from the ideas in the script at the very beginning. Because if those ideas aren't set up in a right way that they are that they are fed into this vehicle that you know that that are executed in in a way that will make sense for this message. Well, if those ideas aren't in aren't in the right place in the, to begin with, you're in trouble. I think a lot of people also say, well, okay, you, they they also forget that you don't have to have a huge, huge vehicle to deliver a powerful message. It can be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It can be, it can be just a few sentences through an email. That is where the true power of this stuff ultimately lies. Right. Everything else is the vehicle. And so from how does someone get started? Where do you think the first point to going is? If someone is in business and they've never really considered how to bring these kind of things to life, frankly, I think the I think the best thing to do would be to talk with someone who is really familiar with marketing, and also not just not just the idea of you want to talk to someone who is going to be who knows the ideas of marketing, not just for the ideas of okay. They'll, they'll come to you and they might say something. Okay, well, let, let's let's talk about the features of your things, and, and we need to talk about more than the features. We need to talk about the benefits. You know, why is this important to the audience, or why is this important to the end user? I'd say you want to look for someone who wants to go even deeper than that. Not just not just features, not just benefits. Talk to someone who says, "What does this really mean?" What is the meaning that we're wanting to create in the world? And how do we attach your product or your service to that meaning that we develop and that we agree upon together? Because, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, when Apple released the, the iPod back in the day, everyone was talking about, we have an MP3 player. It can put 128 megabytes of songs on it. And everyone says, that sounds cool, but 
what does that do? You know, then along comes Apple and they say, okay, well, you can have a thousand songs in your pocket. And everyone says, oh, I get that. And so that's held up as an example of, okay, well, this is marketing that, that talks to what audiences want. I say it goes a level deeper than that. I say that it's about, it's not just about having the thousand songs in your pocket. It's about the freedom of having that those songs in your pockets because when you saw those commercials and you saw those silhouettes those stylized silhouettes dan dancing around and spinning that's what they were talking to they were talking to the freedom of having the music the soundtrack of your life now it's available to you anywhere you want to me the ipod was about freedom not just music so back to your question the idea of how do we get started talk to someone who is going to say, okay, how can we take these areas, how can we go down to these deeper level areas about what really matters to your people? And so how can our listeners, if they're ready and they're like, I want to learn more about this, how can they find you, Jeff? Where would they reach out? The number one place that they can go is go to one URL. I got one URL specifically for your listeners. It's called, it's uh, storygreenlight.com slash marketing mistakes. That's storygreenlight.com slash marketing mistakes. It's got some links there to uh, my own podcast. It's also got a, a free worksheet that gives specific steps how to start digging into this stuff for yourself. And of course, if there's a, if there's a time that comes where you want to actually get some help there, there's a way to get in touch there too. That is fantastic. Where are, what do you think is the number one biggest mistake you see? Besides we talked about going too broad, right? And not finding that heart moment as well. Is there anything else that, this doesn't have to be number one, but is there anything else you see that just marketers stumble on themselves over and over again? I think I, I think marketers I think I mean, there there are a lot of different mistakes. Uh, I, I I can say specifically within the B two B world, I think a lot of times it's really easy to remove the humanity from this because people will say, "Dude, we're selling security software," or "We're selling you, you know we're selling machinery" or something like that. And uh, when people say, this is, how are we going to attach feelings or ideas or deeper level philosophy to this kind of stuff? That's where people end up saying, okay, here's our thing. It's pretty great at what it does. Want to buy it? And some people say yes, and most people will say no. But when you actually say, here's what we have. We know who you are. We know the challenges facing you. That's why we've created this. This will help you. Here's an example of how it's helped other people. It's available for you now. Would you like us to help you? It's a completely different message. It's a completely different message. So um, when people say, well, I, this is business marketing, this, it feels really boring and it feels humanless. Uh, it, feel, that, it feels like humanless is not a word. You know, I'm just kind of, kind of rambling here. But That's okay. Uh, I said things in kettles and ingredients instead of a kitchen pot. So, you know, we can just pick <laughs> up words today. 
But yeah, if if people feel that there's there's not that, that your stuff doesn't really lend itself to humanity, mm-hmm. um, I'd I'd encourage you to think again because there's a lot of power available to this for us to really bring change to the people who want to see change in their lives, and that that's really what this is all about: helping people find change in their business and find change in their lives. I was my husband left on sports the other day and left the room and did something and I was still sitting in there and I don't know an hour passed and something else came up and all of a sudden I was watching a triple A infomercial. Okay. And you're like, okay. They did everything that you said. They found the heart of triple A. They found the people who had stories that were so cataclysmic or awesome, like so bad if they had happened or mm-hmm. how they were on the brink of disaster and were pulled back and the child was taken out of the car after being in the car for 10 minutes and locked in the doors or whatever mm. it might have been. But they so well parlayed a uh, ability to relate and, and make their employees the heroes, actually. Mm. And that was really what the whole um, infomercial was, was how their employees come to the rescue and, and are able to save um, and make changes in people's lives. And it was really well done, actually. I mean, how could you not want people like that on your team? Yeah. You, we all want people on our side. Yeah. That's so cool. So just a small one out there. But Jeff, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. And having you shed the light on how to be a better storyteller. Privilege, Stacey. It's, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Of course. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you have any questions about how you can get your brand into other people's stories through product placement, integration, celebrity partnerships, influencer marketing, please reach out. And I'd love to have our team chat. Have a great one.